0: Oh, man. Woo-hoo! Pounding the meat. We are alive. I am Vinny Vegas. Thank you for being here tonight. We have a big, big guest for you tonight. I'm a fan, as you can see. It's no secrets. Uh, Alex Vincent is here with us tonight to talk all things child's play and a little bit more not just the child's play movies there is more but dude i am i am so thrilled to have him here i'm pumped and we're gonna ha- we're gonna have a good night tonight let's do this let's pound some meat man for real ladies and gentlemen i bring to you the one the only motherfucking alex vincent yes oh shit oh my god I'm gonna lose my mind.
1: Chucky insisted on him making the first appearance. (laughs) Years later, he's still so Hollywood,
0: dude. I'm gonna lose my mind. I told you when I when I first saw you on here, I was like, I'm not that much of a fan, you know. And the one fucking doll. No, you're just surrounded
1: by Chucky. You have more Chucky dolls than I do. (laughs) That doesn't say much.
0: Yo, and then I saw yours, and I was willing to give all this away for the one.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I don't think that's going to But let's put it in some perspective here, uh Vinny okay. Vegas. Yes. It took me four films and 30 years <laughs> to get that doll. So That's it? That's I earned all book. it. I yeah, earned
0: I it. So. yeah, I yeah, think
1: uh, so. Yeah, yeah. when we made Cult of Chucky, one of the first things I said to Don was, all right, I, I need a doll now. I mean, I wanted a doll since I was six years old. How did you old. not
0: have a doll already, man? I mean, pe-
1: people have been saying that to my whole life, but saying that to me for my whole life, but you just got to think about it for a split second, which is there are puppeteers, producers, directors, line producers, executive producers, people that invested a bunch of money into that film. Uh, giving that one of those dolls to a six year old actor was never you up for consideration.
0: You were the fucking star, though. I don't care. I don't care. who no, you. It. you were the star. All right? I was the star <laughs> of part
1: two. I'll take yeah.
0: that. <laughs> so let's 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 uh, start with this, okay? All right. Child's Play is is one of the biggest horror films of all time. We know that, and we got Mr. Old School saying, "Hey, Vinny, hi, Alex. Hope you guys are doing well tonight. Thank you, Mr. Old School. Appreciate it. Um, we're gonna go through a little bit of those films with you, okay? Okay. And then um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into something else that you're you're doing at the moment, but we'll get to that.
1: We'll above. talk about. All, all facets of my life. Yes. In the, next, in the next hour, yeah.
0: And I wanted to just first and foremost thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Sure. Um, and and I'm, it's an honor. It's an I'm
1: honor. I'm COVID chubby, so I haven't been doing many uh, <laughs> broadcasts. But you know, hey, we all are.
0: Hey, listen, man, this is we're just gonna have a fun night tonight, and and except and you, things.
1: Vinny Vegas. So let's yes. let's get Alex serious,
0: Vincent. Yes, featured.
1: Vinny Vegas. Who's gonna win the basketball game tonight, oh, Lakers? I mean, listen, Vinny man. Vegas, you must have a pick for me.
0: Listen, it, man, I'm going with the Lakers, bro. I'm they're going laying. With the Lakers they're
1: fans. laying ten. Uh,
0: and the reason why I'm going with the Lakers is because a lot of the people in this room right now are Lakers fans, and I want them to keep watching my show. All right, so I'm going with right. the Lakers on that one. By ten or more. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll All go right. with that.
1: I mean, they crush game. That. They crush game one. I. I expected Miami to show up better than that, but that's not what happened.
0: You got one of the biggest Lakers fans right here, Eddie, Eddie Williams.
1: And by the way, if I bet on the game, I'm betting 25 bucks. So don't, don't, don't let's not get uh, <laughs> carried away with uh, thoughts of <laughs> what I mean by can, that, but
0: we can bet, we can big bet the Chucky, at all maybe. In Vegas,
1: I got to ask for your pick.
0: Yeah, you know? I appreciate it. Yeah, Vegas says it all, you know, because uh, I'm just, I'm just the man. Live in Vegas? Stuff. No, I live, guess We're where up, I live.
1: We're going to start this by me interviewing you, by the That's, way.
0: I like it. I have Get my own podcast,
1: so I'm used to it. Uh, Take a guess. Where you live? Yes. What state do I live in?
0: Um, you're very familiar. All right, let me ask
1: you a question. Did you grow up in the state that you live in?
0: Yes. My whole life. Well, then you sound like Jersey to me. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Jersey boy, man. Old South Jersey. I don't okay. know if you're Cumberland County. I, I know where, I know where Newark is. What it's town? very close. Vineland.
1: I know Vineland. I used to date a girl from Atco, um, dude, dude, which is right o- over there. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm from North Jersey, which is kind of a different state entirely, as you know. It, it is.
0: It absolutely There's is. There's a dividing
1: line somewhere down the turnpike where yeah. where we split and we and you guys are all Philly and we're all New York City. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Great. At least, you know what a good bagel is.
0: You know? <laughs> I, I actually work a lot in North Jersey in my other job and we do a lot yeah. of work up there and man, they got hit with COVID bad, bro. bad. Well,
1: we're uh, Burton County where I grew up is one of the densest populated that's counties in the whole country. Um, yeah. so it, I mean, that's inevitable.
0: Yeah. And you know, it, it's trickling down here, but it, yeah. we're, we're not hit in the South as much as North got hit cause of New York and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna make it through it. We're gonna make it through. Yeah, through. you know. We I mean, the president
1: the president's in the hospital. but yeah, yeah. You guys are gonna be yeah. fine.
0: We will be fine. We're, yeah. we're here. We're good. You know. And here's the thing: child's play, 1988. Yes. 1988. You were five or six. Six. Six years well, old. Well,
1: in '88, I was seven. But when we made the movie in '87, fall of '87, I'm pretty sure, and I was six.
0: Yeah. Six years old. Okay. Yeah. First off, when when did you start, you know, dipping into acting here? I mean, you're six. Dude. When I was like five. Yeah. Five. So you just started.
1: Uh, yeah, I've told the story many, many times. But uh, I had a neighbor, friend, family friend, uh a girl named Sarah Maylette, who did commercials. And okay. if my memory is correct, she did one of those This Is Your Brain, This Is Your Brain on Drugs commercial yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's what i saw her on tv but she was someone i knew I'm a five-year-old she lives on my block i know her in person and okay. i saw her on the television okay and to me that just kind of made me think i want to do that i want to be on tv like yeah. um i i was rather precocious i was smart i had a great memory i was you know one of those Prodigy indigo type of minds, mm-hmm. young person, right? Um, which I could have exploited, but instead I decided to intentionally dull myself out. But <laughs> never mind, I, that, that, neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, but yeah, I was a really bright kid. I was way smarter at six than I am at thirty-nine.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you know what? And that's okay. So we're, I had a co- I had a we're couple
1: around. of the uh, attributes that would lend itself well to that business which okay. is I was not shy I was eager to perform and make the people around me excited or amused or entertained
0: mm-hmm.
1: by that I have an exceptional memory mm-hmm. um, which I still do uh, I at least my my short-term memory the memories of my life are starting to fade yeah. But you, you know, I I can read a couple pages of dialogue twice and know it all. You know, wow. I I learned a little Nine Inch Nails cover song today. I listened to it three or four times and I, I can get through it all the way for.
0: Four so you minutes. can play by ear as well, like. Uh,
1: no, no, no. I I very detailed. Watch what okay. the guy on YouTube is doing with his hands or those right. uh uh, uh synthesia maybe is how it's pronounced videos okay uh, i guess it's an app that breaks down the notes with like that uh visual yeah thing of the notes coming down and hitting yeah. it on if you saw a piano cover like that but i could watch that but i mean it it's still 3 or 4 minutes of changes and different things and even now you know a 39 year old 20 year stoner <laughs> kind of guy I can still remember those things pretty well. Like I can get to the beginning and end of so I'm not an exceptional piano player, but right. my, my memory and my ear yeah. gets me through it. I do have a great ear for music. I always yeah. have, um, but I'm not an instrumentalist because when I was a kid, I was auditioning when everybody who plays instruments these days were practicing their instrument. You were
0: you were doing yeah. your, you, you were in child's play, bro. Come on, you know, like dude, that's yeah. great, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. I wish I got. I wish I got great at the guitar. I think that would yeah. be feel better right now. But my, my you know, dad's a
0: guitar right. player. Um, you know, very good at it, and we have a lot of music in our family as well. So, how many viewers really do we tough. have?
1: Do we know? Do we know?
0: Um, right now we do have a are tracking at thing in your thing. Right now we are live yeah. viewers. We are yeah. at seventy live viewers. 70? 70. 70. Okay. 70 live viewers. Well, those um, who have
1: something to light, like, go ahead and light. Like.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing,
1: okay? It's eighty-eight. Yeah. It's 88,
0: 88. The film's out, right? The budget of the film was $9 million. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Made $44 million at the box office. So it was, it was a success. Okay. Um, what was that like? coming off this movie, you're, you're six or seven at the time. I,
1: I wish they gave a six-year-old like points or whatever that stuff means. I wish yeah. I made some of that $44 million. But <laughs> I, I, I very much so did not, let me tell you that. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, I was, I was yes, seven years old. I was in, in a movie that was a, a popular film. It was at the Cineplex Odeon premiering. My grandfather rented out a full theater. and We had a big premiere for mm-hmm. friends and family and neighbors and people in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore a tux to it, you know, you know uh, yeah. it was a big deal. It, it was super fun, exciting, yeah. something to be proud of. Uh, I was happy with how it came out, you know, um, it was my first feature film. So, yeah. and not only was it my first feature film, but it was a feature film where we had to convincingly illustrate a inanimate, doll come to life, killing people and being intimidating <laughs> yeah. in the process. So while we were making it, you know, the number one answer of my question of my life was if, you know, the movie gave me nightmares or if I was afraid, nothing like that at all. I mean, and it couldn't be for anyone. We didn't see what Chucky looks like on screen at that point. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it did not look real in real life. So mm-hmm. we were trying to sell that and make it look real. Mm -hmm. And for most actors, especially, you know, no name feature first film actors, children actors at that, they don't show you the dailies. They don't show you the next day what you did the day before. I didn't see anything on film until that premiere.
0: Um, So you didn't see any part? no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. The first time I ever saw Chucky come to life on film was with everyone else at the premiere. Like, wow. I was six they're not like inviting me into editing sessions
0: yeah 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 uh
1: so yeah for me for me the whole thing was just amazing just to see this doll come to life and then to see it actually scare people and to see that it's a big deal and then to get called for a sequel um you know it was uh it was an incredibly exciting time in my life that i wish i remembered more than i do
0: no, you know? well the thing is when you went to see it okay you're in the theater, you're watching this, or you're at the premiere and you're watching this now, did the doll scare you at that point? Even though you knew it was fake, you filmed it, did it scare you at all? Did you jump? No, you? of course no? not. No. no? Okay. No, no, no. Um, I, had the, you,
1: I had the entire script memorized, all my lines, all everybody else's
0: Oh, lines, wow. Okay. To
1: the point where if someone ad-libbed a little bit, I'd be like, no, that's not how the line goes. And they have to be like, <laughs> explain ad-libbing to me. Um and then they made revisions, which was devastating to me because yes. all of a sudden a whole bunch of different colored pages are coming and they don't say what i memorized. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I basically taught myself to read on the Child's Play 1 script and memorized every word of it.
0: Sound like you took it really seriously at that age. Of course, know? yeah. And um, now, can you tell the story? I mean, I've heard it, but I don't think a lot of people here have. Can you tell the story of how they chose you to play this role, I think I think it's it's pretty funny. It's fascinating how they, they picked you out of sure. everybody else.
1: Sure, I'm only smoking half a joint uh, with you guys right now because uh, I I didn't want to smoke cigarettes, which I do unfortunately still, and I didn't think that would be right. So I figured weed is more acceptable than cigarettes these days by far. Absolutely. Uh, and just to give an example of that, I smoked a joint with Chucky in Cult of Chucky, <laughs> which was partially my idea, something we I came up with with Don. And I thought that Andy should still be a cigarette smoker because of the puff of Kyle's cigarette that he took in Child's Play 2. Yes, yes. And, and, and he's had a hard life. I just thought it made sense that he would be a cigarette smoker. And Universal, God bless them, was more accepting of it being a joint than a cigarette. Really? Yes. And I think wow. that's great because that's I, dope, I suggested yeah. a cigarette because I thought he'd never go for a joint. But if I mm-hmm. thought that was on the table, that would have been my first joint. Suggestion.
0: Was first, and of course, you get to Absolutely. use the studio funds to provide the prop, right? For that part of the film. Well, it wasn't real
1: weed, but yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: whatever.
1: We were in Canada, it was before. Like, I'm a medical patient in Florida, but yeah. I think it was still illegal in Canada at the time, which I don't think it is now, actually.
0: I mean, it's so it's so hard to keep track of everybody, you know, legal, not legal. I mean, it's, it seems sorry, like it's going to. I
1: got up. distracted. What was your question?
0: Here's the thing: so How did they pick you out of everybody else? Uh, first of all, how many people were there trying out for this? I don't role? really
1: know. I don't really know. Um, but a lot. They auditioned yeah. in New York and L.A. So, okay, every kid that fit the description, I'm sure went out for it. Um, yeah. I mean, I could tell you the story, which you're probably alluding to, that you've heard of mm-hmm. how I got. The job once it was me against like two other kids. Yes, you know, yes. And, like, final right. audition. Uh, up until that, I think I was prepared. Uh, my memory was on point, and let's face it, I was fucking adorable.
0: Oh yeah, two little kids.
1: You know, I, I don't feel as confident. Excuse of,
0: me, read I'm that time by the now, way.
1: But looking at myself as a six-year-old, I was a really cute kid. Um, yeah. Weed is legal in Canada. There
0: you go. Yeah. You're good.
1: Awesome. Uh, that'll be good if I happen to be involved with the TV series shooting in Canada. Which I don't know if I am, that wasn't like a hint. Honestly, okay. uh, people are excited about it, which is awesome, but uh, COVID really pushed it back. We don't know, I don't really know anything that's happening. Um, okay. Haven't read a script, don't really know shit yet. Okay. Uh, but I'm hoping I'm involved, we'll see. I don't want Andy's story to end in that uh, asylum. But uh, so when I got to LA, they flew me out to audition against two other kids. And my mother was in the room with me for the audition, which even yeah. as a six year old actor in New York city, that was not the way it happened. Like I would sign in, she'd sit there with me. I'd go in for the audition. You know, I don't think they want a bunch of stage mothers in the audition rooms back then. I don't know right. how it's done now. Maybe there's extra abundance of caution. I don't know, but, uh, so it was rare that she was in the room with me, which made me a little nervous to begin with, I I recall. Sure. But also, uh, we did the line, Aunt Maggie is a real bitch and got what she deserved, <laughs> which uh, I had never swore in front of my mother at that point. Mm-hmm. Now I do it all the time. But at, at the point, at that time, I never had. I was six. And I got so uncomfortable about saying bitch in front of her that when we got to that line, I froze up and I said, I don't remember the lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she said, you know, they said, oh, oh, he knew all the lines. Well, let's just start over. And I got to it and I froze up again. I got up and I ran out of the room and I locked myself in the bathroom. And uh, my mother came in. What's wrong? I said, I can't say that word in front of you. And she went and told them that. And I had genuinely convinced them that I didn't know the material. So when they heard that, they were like, oh, this kid fooled us. I guess he can act. And I think... (laughs) That and my cuteness uh, got me through, I guess. And
0: look what happened. You know, you you did some some good acting as a child and and you got into a a black film. Now
1: I'm not as cute and I swear in front of my mother all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was it like working with with Catherine Hicks? How did, was it difficult to form that mother-son bond with her?
1: No, um, it wasn't difficult, but it was intentionally established like right uh she had never played a mother before which is ironic since she went on to be you know tv's mom yeah seventh heaven but she had never played a mother she wasn't a mother she didn't really oh, wow. know did that well she yeah. was a little jealous of me that i had more lines than her she thought she was the lead in this film and and now this six-year-old has all the lines so she in his was debut
0: like, film in his debut yeah. film
1: but so she but she was uh dead set on bonding with me for the for the film to make it more feel more real so we did we had a really close uh, friendship in the beginning during all the rehearsals read through script reading things and uh, you know she took me out to lunch and stuff often and we'd talk and uh, my acting coach Margaret I think was mm-hmm. the one who found a little bead on the floor in the bathroom. In some women's room on the set of Child's Play One, before we started filming, and it was like a like a vortex of color, kind of clear thing, a cheap nothing, but wasn't a real stone or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, she gave it to Catherine and gave her the idea to give it to me and tell me that it's a magic ball mm-hmm. of trust or something, and that if I have it. Will always be bonded together, stuff like that, so, something to that effect. Okay, and she gave it to me, and it, it it did work. Like I did feel, you know, closer to her because of right. this, and that that really helped us just feel natural together. Um, and you know, thir- thirty four years later, whatever it is, uh, we're still very close.
0: So, that was just gonna you, work you, well. You're still, yeah, you still well. like she's still your your movie mom, you know.
1: She's absolutely my movie mom, and I know if I ever needed anything in the world, like I could go to her. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have a, We have a great connection. that's awesome. We, we talk a few times a year, unlike Christine and I, who talk almost every day she Look at that, she's, dude. she's become like my sister in real life. like uh, we talk constantly. We're like that's awesome. Sister. She like seems
0: that. she seems like a, a dope person just in general. you know you, can, is, you, you know yeah. you can just read people on screen and you could tell that they're not acting. they're just being themselves. She seems like she's really, really cool. you know Well and that
1: and her social media is is brutally honest.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: She puts herself out as she is mm-hmm. for everyone and she's not yeah. shy about her thoughts or her opinions. And I respect that a hell of a lot. Um, That's awesome, yeah. And we just laugh a lot together. We just have a really, really good friendship.
0: Now, we'll get to Child's Play, too, but did that start at the movie? Or did you know her prior to the film? Uh, no. I, it,
1: no, I didn't know her before the film. And it was the experience of the film, yeah. a many-year a many gap, and then meeting at a horror convention and connecting on social media cool. for the past, I don't know, eight eight years, maybe, something like that.
0: yeah. Yeah. Now with uh, the first Child's Play, I always wondered this: um, when they were filming, you know, of course, uh, Brad does the the voice of Chucky. Yes. Now, did was he there on set and had to scream the lines out to you guys, or how did you know, that work?
1: That would have made our our work even easier. But uh, we were fortunate to have uh, the case be that he he did all of his vocals first, um, okay. so everything was recorded already. Oh, and,
0: uh, okay. Played by.
1: So instead of what many would think, I guess that they dubbed dialogue to the doll's move mouth and stuff. It worked the opposite. Uh, they moved the doll's mouth to the dialogue.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't done. Like, I mean, it wasn't done in post. Yeah, it's
1: like, it was it's done- like post production beforehand. Yeah, pre-production.
0: I would like have never thought they did that.
1: Beforehand, yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. And, but was he there on set at all? Like while you were filming or what was there for
1: read throughs in the beginning? Um, I did meet him, I think both films, Mm -hmm. but no, he wasn't not there.
0: Nope. Okay.
1: And I've done a lot of conventions with Brad and if you ever met him, he's kind of an introverted person. He's, he's very kind. Um, but he he's kind of like me and a little shy and like, uh, you know, I, I think all the attention is peculiar for him. Maybe I'm, not, you know, I, I just think he's an introverted guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so maybe, I know- Many I'm actors not, are, you know.
1: Sure, and it makes sense. He's a brilliant actor, mm-hmm. right? and that comes from, you know, whatever choices in life lead you to that capability. But uh, my my relationship with him is very very cordial. Awesome, what's up, dude? He said, you know, we get along very very well. But I don't know mm-hmm. Brad that well, and. Quite frankly, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna ever play Andy again, yeah. you know, I yeah. like that his voice is intimidating to me. Yeah, I like that he's intimidating to me. I so uh, like to keep so, that
0: distance on purpose. Yeah, you know, for the for the art. You I'm know, not
1: where- I'm not a professional enough actor to do method things like that. But when it comes to Brad, he he is a very uh, to himself kind of guy, and I really appreciate that from, from my from my perspective. Nice. You know,
0: and Christine,
1: Christine, if you know, we were lucky enough to be involved together in in a future installment of the film. If we work together, it would just feel like brother and sister. Yeah. And that will make that better. And the fact that I'm not that close to Brad will make this better too. You know.
0: Yes. Exactly. Uh, Don Mancini.
1: Yes. You still keep in touch with
0: him, and yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, fantastic human being and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah really dear friend I mean the whole reason I mean besides the fact that I think the storyline maybe lended itself to Andy making a a reappearance in in it um, the fact that we were very close friends had a lot to do with the fact that he brought me back for curse and cult Um, I think he got to know me as a person and had some confidence in trying to sell to a studio, the idea of using an actor that hasn't been on an audition since 1993. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think knowing me gave him enough faith in me to, 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 let me do that. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm always indebted to him and very, very fond of him.
0: That's, that's great. Yeah. Child's play two. All right. Yeah. My favorite. It's my funny, Child's play 2, because favorite, this favorite. My favorite.
1: Thank you. This doll's from Cult of Chucky, but Tony Gardner from Alturian, who did the last few films, he intentionally made the cult of Chucky doll to look similar to the Child's Play Two doll. Right. So
0: maybe that's like, why you I like that. So I have the Child's Play Two right here. This is by the Trick or Treat Studios uh gang. Yeah, Trick or
1: Treat Studios one is pretty
0: good. They, they did a really good job on it. Um, and they just released, of course, the, the seed of Chucky, uh, replica dolls, one well, fantastic I job.
1: You have as well. So part two is your favorite of the series.
0: My absolute favorite. Okay. Absolute favorite. It why? Felt, it why? Felt, here's why I always tell this to people. They always ask, why two? It just felt more colorful and it fun yeah. and had a slight, uh, comedic side. How old
1: were you when you saw it?
0: Man, we're going back. I watched it with my grandmother. May she rest in peace. We—that was our favorite movie watching together. Believe it or not, she loved Chucky. She always, she always felt bad for Chucky. You know, <laughs> man, I had to have been. If she
1: only knew Charles's backstory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she didn't care. Yeah, yeah. She didn't care. I could have murdered someone, and she'd she'd be like, "No, he's innocent." You know, that's my baby. Seven or eight years old is when I, when I uh, first saw Child's Play two, and Seven ever eight. since. So eight, I, yeah.
1: the fact that it was colorful and stuff probably helped catch your attention at yeah. that age too. Yeah. Uh, and you had seen the first one
0: first? I had seen the first one first. So-
1: And, and two, the I,
0: cover always got me as well with the jack in the box and the scissors. Yeah, yeah. It just looked fun. The,
1: the marketing of part two was awesome um, yeah. to begin with. And people were excited about it. Um, For me, I was a little older, a little more aware of, the weight of responsibility of something like that. Like, yep. I remember them telling me that I was first billing in it before we shot it, mm-hmm. which means my name comes up first. Yes. You read the script, I'm in almost every scene. Um, I knew that the first was successful and that the weight of the second one being successful was almost entirely on me. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, I, I had a little more anxiety about it. You know, as at six, it was just like a fun thing to do. You know, right. um, I knew what I had to do, but it was fun. The second one was super fun because Christine was there and Don and uh, it was at, at Universal Studios. Like, and I had amazing experiences around around the, the, the park and, and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I had,
1: I, had, I had lunch with Michael J. Fox and his trailer on the set of Back to the Future 3 come um, on
0: man okay
1: yeah, i got to sit in the delorean and walk through the set like wow my break i got to go on the tram ride for free on the second half which was after king kong which scared the shit out of me still at that age so yeah it was great i mean
0: so you even had more fun man
1: it was super fun uh and the factory stuff was all super fun and and christine would crack up after every t- cut because of how silly what we were doing really was yeah you know um so the experience was great, but I also did take on a bit of the weight of this character now. Like now I had been in acting for f- three and a half years. I I kind of understood, you know, what it meant to really like portray a character, especially again, you know, right. when people already expected a character. And now, you know, I was older in a sense. I was trying to capture what I did when I was six, which, you know, at eight, six is already a bit of a blur, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I I just knew that Andy had been through some really serious shit. And the closest thing in his life was his parents. His father had died, his mother was locked up because no one believes what I know to be true. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just really thought of it as, this kid's really, really damaged. Yeah. I had a good acting coach that helped me with that. So, I, the way I see the progression of Andy through even the four films is a uh, kind of a flattening of personality and yeah. emotion and capability at, at, to function with what he's seen and what he knows. Um, so, uh, you know, Andy in Child's Play 2 was intentionally flat he wants to be a happy kid but he doesn't really see that in the cards
0: for him the you can tell that too because first of all it, like you said his mom's locked up right yeah so now and he's been through all this shit, and you could tell by the way you portrayed him that you were definitely uh traumatized
1: yeah you know? yeah and but you know with a desire for things to get better Um yeah but,
0: there was still but- like hope yeah. But when they
1: don't, and I mean, I, I've only watched the film a few times in the last 10 years, and that's mostly if I'm at a screening or something where it's on, maybe twice in the last 10 years I've watched it. But I, I know that Andy uh, had to face these, these issues that he had in life, and he was worried about it um, and afraid, and he was afraid that things would turn to shit again. And when right. they and when they did he really wasn't that surprised yeah you know
0: the, well and the thing is at the end or towards the end you can see that well i wouldn't say towards the end towards the middle you could see that he could. he's this doll he didn't believe anybody when they're saying this doll yeah is not alive and the way you acted and the way you portrayed yourself you he didn't trust anybody or anything you know and that goes to show you that you understood that you had to um feel the emotion of the character at such a young age and and relive the history of the first movie
1: you know? yeah i mean yeah that that's how i felt about it and and also i, I remember discussing with my acting coach and t- taking note of the fact that um to everyone else this is a, or to the few people that have seen him come to life and kill people. This is mm-hmm. a, killer, this is a, a killer doll. They don't know, they wouldn't know if it's an alien or, uh, they wouldn't know what it, what it was, you know? Right. But Andy is kind of the only person until Tiffany that actually connects with him, as we can assume, a lot more than is ever shown on screen. Yeah. You know, th- this is this is a doll that's been manipulating and talking to and preying on this child for a long time.
0: Yep.
1: Um, so I think, I think having met Brad in person and then after the first film and seeing who Charles Lee Ray was in the beginning of the mm-hmm. film,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it took with me into seeing that person in the doll in Child's right. Lake 2 and not just this doll where you know to act afraid of a doll is a little bit of a challenge but to act afraid of how Brad looked in the first film in the beginning yeah um, and to think that this this guy connected with me and m- manipulated me yeah into trusting him and then he killed my aunt maggie he you know my mother's friend he he tried to kill me he tried to kill my mother your
0: mother um, mm.
1: And now my mother's locked up because of him. So I feel like Andy in Child's Play 2 never really expected things to get better for yeah, him. Yeah, you could tell. And then he's in this foster home and, and you, know, you know, the truth is Jenny Agater and Garrett Graham were not very close with me. It wasn't like Chris and Catherine from the first film. Mm-hmm. They were actors and they were involved in this thing and they were kind of distant from me. Mm-hmm. And that worked really well because I don't think Andy connected with them at all. You know, right. And I
0: mean he's just thrown into this house. He tried,
1: but you yeah, it's just you know, Kyle is the only one that he connected with. Um
0: and it fit because like, you know, they're they're foster parents, you know, they they sure. go through kids and there's not really a relationship established, especially in the amount of time that things happen in this movie. Yeah. Um the the question I did want to ask you is how how did you get called or how how were you uh, called for the the reprising of the role of Child's Play 2. Uh, how long was it after uh, the first I, film? No idea. No, not a,
1: nah, I don't remember that at all. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: the. My mom knows, but she's not with us.
0: Yeah, because. Oh, I mean, sorry, she's I not here. Okay, she's i was about to say here. that. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I said
1: that. How uh, that's, how she's not it, with no. us. I was like, oh, no, she's no. not with us tonight on this broadcast. Yeah, I got you. The, but, yeah, no, I don't remember that. I remember being told that I wasn't in part three. I I think it happened. Oh, I, over,
0: to that? I, I think it happened over
1: a dinner, actually. I, I have a weird flash frame memory of being at a fancy dinner table and finding out that I wasn't gonna be in part three.
0: How devastated were you, man?
1: Super. I was I was eight, nine years old or whatever. I expected to. There were things moving that I that was what I thought was gonna happen. Um, right. So yeah, I, I took it, I didn't take it well, you know, yeah. I, mean, I got over it cause I was a kid, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel good.
0: In child's play in child's play did, did you said that, um, your father in the film died? Was that ever said in the movie? Did they ever? There
1: were scenes that were cut out and there was dialogue that was, got kind of, you. Not, there was a conversation, um, that I think we actually shot. Mm-hmm if I'm not mistaken, with Catherine and I about, I think first of all in the film, it does say something about daddy in heaven. Uh, 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 Chucky was sent from daddy in heaven to play with me or something
0: there like that. There we go, okay, yeah. <clears throat>
1: but there was an extension of that, <clears throat> excuse me, in the form of a conversation that I had with my mother about daddy being gone. And right. They actually used, I remember this, a picture of Tom Holland to be my dad. Oh, really? And I think okay. he is in the film in like the living room, in a picture. But but in the scene that we cut, there was like a close up of me laying in the bed looking at this picture of Tom.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think you're you're sitting in the bed when he's talking to Aunt Maggie about yeah. that. Okay, that's yep. right. Well, same bedroom,
1: same setup, but it was, yeah, it was, it was was, honestly, that's probably accurate. It was probably dialogue that came before the Aunt Maggie was a real bitch conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the setup to that, it expanded more on the loss of my father recently. Right. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to take a few questions uh, from the people and then we're going to get into what you're doing now right
1: i'm just sitting here right now
0: (laughs) mr old school
1: i'm gonna get a drink and then uh... go ahead
0: yeah absolutely guys listen um if you would like to get uh some some of our shirts on wrestling tees they are still there but they will not be there for long here's where you can get some of them check it out All right. So we're going to pull up a few questions here while he gets a drink and we're going to let you ask him, who do we got? Mike Jones in the back. I'm going to let you do this. We got Mike Jones producing the show. He's going to choose some questions for Mr. Alex Vincent, AKA Andy, AKA the legend. Let's see what people got to ask. And before we do that, can I ask you one more question? Hold on, Mike. Hold on. What did you think of the reboot
1: (laughs) I don't know I didn't see it
0: you didn't okay all right all right we got some questions what do we got Mike ask away people ask away
1: okay um was it ever discussed having Alex continue the role in jobs play three yeah I think it was but I don't know for what period of time I remember the disappointment of it was real so I must have expected it um but yeah I don't know like exactly how long or what I mean the story they ended up writing obviously wouldn't have been for me at 10 years old so
0: Yeah you seemed you uh, seemed a lot older in that yeah, movie
1: for sure uh,
0: We have here we go this is a good one
1: Okay uh was that really a factory full of chucky dolls in part 2 if so where did they all end up Uh no most of those boxes like the box I have right there yes had like a painted on image of the doll. So oh. the camera made it look like they were all filled with with dolls, but they weren't. Oh, and then there's part one, like the, t- the toy store in part one had kind of like a plastic frame, like a whatever material that is frame of it and the actual clothes on it. That was for the close up shots. Right. So those weren't full dolls either, but they were like shelled out frames.
0: Oh. I,
1: did, I did get two of those. I got one and I think we, I gave one to my grandfather. Um,
0: oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And
1: then I think it went from my grandfather to my aunt or something like that. And mm-hmm. I sold mine and she sold hers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, wasn't it on that show, uh, Pawn Stars or whatever? Didn't yeah, someone bring
1: one yeah, in? Yeah, something, but not. uh, Maybe it was that. I don't remember. It, it wasn't mine. It,
0: it looked it like the mine. material of a mask for some yeah, That's what I thought something
1: of. like that. I don't remember. I saw that a long time ago, but okay. there's what? stuff out there. For me, like the few things I had, I kind of sold to people for a couple reasons. Number one, sure, I, I probably needed the money, but also uh, I'm not going to display that in my house. Like <laughs> I, I pulled this box not out. Not like
0: for- me, no.
1: I, I, I pulled this box out for you guys, but the one chucky doll that i got that's the only chucky thing i ever really wanted was one of those dolls so i have him and yeah i don't i i that's enough for me i wouldn't have like the wardrobe i wore in a frame <laughs> you know, in my living room or anything like that so i figured with a fan they would do something like that and they'd appreciate yeah, it more
0: yeah. so yeah now me on the other hand okay yeah <laughs> i display as much as possible all right sure. so well, that's don't, like me, that's like me with nine inch
1: nails. Like, if you were in that movie, your room would not look like that.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen, yeah. if you sell anything else, please. I don't DM have it. me first.
1: I just have the doll. If
0: you come across something in your basement, yeah. you know, maybe an extra doll, hit me up. I'll get. I don't it. have
1: anything like that.
0: <laughs> what are you doing now, as far as as far as work? What are you What are as you doing? My now? life. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, acting, I stopped auditioning when I was 12 years old. I, there were things about the business that I didn't like. And, right. And as I got older, I realized how expensive it is to audition and take off a of work and commit your life to that. And I'm an Italian from North Jersey. I really like bread and pasta and shit. <laughs> I spent my whole life in the gym. Um, and there were, there were just many reasons why it didn't feel like the right thing for me to do. Uh, so... In like the late nineties, I guess my late teens, I was into techno when that was cool for a bit before nope, ED, nope. EDM was a thing. Like yeah. it was techno. Um and I got like Sony Acid music and and programs like that. And I started making that kind of music. Okay. Um, and then we'd print it out and work with the DJ friend of mine who would go spin it in the tunnel and and uh I just enjoyed that process of making music. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a massive Nine Inch Nails fan, as and most people who follow me at all know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I've seen him 70 times in concert. Um Jesus, my God. But I've been a fan since I'm 12 years old. Um, yeah. But Trent's uh, style to music and how he was kind of just a guy who did it all by himself electronically, but brilliantly, uh, just inspired me to music in general mm-hmm. um, a lot. Uh, and I wasn't an instrumentalist, but I had experience with the process of digitally making music. Right. Um, so that's kind of what inspired me. Uh, and then I went to Full Sail in Florida for an audio recording you know, degree. Um, and then I found that, that those jobs are kind of like Pope jobs. People don't really give up assistant audio engineer at a popular studio. Uh, so yeah. it was hard. Yeah. hard Hard degree to do something with, um, but the education mm-hmm. was good. So I, I opened up my own studio in Clearwater back in 2014. Okay. Uh, and I, yeah, I've just been recording female vocalists, male vocalists, rappers, country guys, solo acoustic guys, <laughs> done some sound for film for a couple different features, uh, just any kind of audio work out of my spot in Clearwater. Which is A V Productions, like Yes. Like Alex Vincent, but also like Audio audio. Video, yeah, exactly.
0: Audio video. Yeah, I saw like videos of of your uh studios. That shit's clean, man. Thanks, man. Really, really nice studio.
1: Appreciate it. It's comfortable. Uh it's laid back. My neighbors there are great. I mean, my my neighbor in the complex is the most popular weed dispensary in the area. (laughs) Nobody gives me a hard time about making music over there. And uh I've been there for six years now. I've worked with maybe 250, 300 artists. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's not the, it's not the smartest business in the world with all the home studios and shit that that's around. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm doing what I enjoy to do, and I exactly. do, I do a lot of personal appearances too, and try to be creative where I can.
0: So. Yeah, with the with the whole COVID thing that pretty much halted. Are you going to be doing any of those? what are they called those digital signings? I don't know how that really even works. I
1: did one virtual kind of show. Yeah, what, what do you have to like, do? It was like a panel like this where mm-hmm. several people tuned in. Okay. And then, and then you did like one-on-one three-minute Skypes with people.
0: Oh, cool, I only okay. got a
1: handful of them because it was yeah. a very novel, new idea. Uh, small, you know, not much promotion kind of thing. But uh, I thought it was interesting. None of the other ones came around though, so. yeah. Yeah, cause yeah. I see a
0: lot of like um, actual actors doing that
1: I may end up doing something in San Antonio, Texas the weekend of the twenty fourth of November, but I haven't figured that out yet, but if not, this will be the first October in maybe eighteen years that I wasn't at an appearance,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: like and at that I wasn't at like four appearances in the month, let alone not even one so
0: it's it's definitely that time of the year where you would definitely be doing stuff like that yeah. You know? It but sucks, you
1: know, I, I did i did two things this year and both were done smartly and following every guideline we could and being respectful of people's space and yes i was very very comforted and appreciative of the amount of respect that the fans that i saw showed to the situation good, good. you know i mean i don't want to get on any kind of political rant with you tonight but uh, The thing about the masks, yes, there are people that are being difficult about it and think Mm -hmm. for some reason it has something to do with their freedom and whatever they think, where consideration takes a backseat to whatever is driving them at the moment. Uh, I am thoroughly impressed and heartwarmed by how many Americans and people in the world are willing to embrace this
0: absolutely, and are
1: willing to be like, if I'm going in a store, you know what, I'm going to wear a mask. Yep. A- and I saw a post recently, which you know already doesn't sound good, right? Um, <laughs> but I, I, saw, I saw a post where someone said, uh, oh, if you put a mask on right before you walk in a store and take it off right when you walk out, you weren't concerned about a virus; you were concerned about other people's op- opinions of you, or something like that." Mm-hmm. And I think that's just bullshit. I mean, that might be a small, a small piece of the psyche of anyone or whatever. But I think for the most part, the majority of us have embraced what we need to do to think about each other in a situation like this. And whether or not this is, you know, as serious as the media portrays it or whatever, people have lost their lives. It's been tragic for many, many families. And, and if just putting on a mask is fair to the people around you, mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's it's the right thing to do and it's the fair thing to do, but I'm a little, amidst the the muck of negativity, I am a little heartwarmed by the fact that so many people didn't even think twice and are just going along with
0: Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I mean, we need to come together at this time and really look out for each other, because my father, is a two-time cancer survivor so if he were to get something like my COVID, mother is as well yeah and so i wear the mask for him me you know, too i may be okay I'm but for people mom, like and him and
1: for whoever i mean he, he, you know it's not it, unfortunately it's the type of thing that it's not just one connection you have to worry about it's a, who do i give it to that gives it to someone exactly uh and that exactly. opens up a lot of people and i feel like well whatever let's let's not get too bogged down on it. But I, but I mean, I do think that, you know, it's important and it's fair and it's- Wear a mask, wear a mask,
0: people, yeah. wear a mask, please. Um, before we go, you actually have your own podcast. I do. What is yeah. it and where can people listen you're to good.
1: It? You're good, you're good at this. You set things <laughs> up like we didn't talk about it earlier and like it's the first <laughs> time you ever heard it.
0: Hey, you great. we gotta okay. go, we gotta do. Okay. Go. That's right. We got to we gotta pay the bills, man.
1: That's what I do on my show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I mean, it's it's just a show that I did like 22, 21, 22 episodes of from my studio. I have a horror guest on every episode. I mean, some, some good ones. Kane Hodder, uh, Danielle Harris, Miko nice. Hughes, Catherine, Christina uh, Ed Gale, uh Several others, Melissa Rose, John Dugan, I, I could keep going. I had a bunch of people on. Almost every episode I had someone on. That's dope. Um, and we'd have a nice little phone call conversation about it in many of the episodes, but not all. I'd have some kind of topic that I was interested in that week and wanted to talk about. Yeah. And sometimes I sum it up with, like, my thoughts on the subject. Uh, but other times we just bullshit. It was me and, like, two friends from down here that are both kind of funny guys. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, and and on all the music breaks, I play music that I've recorded or mixed at my studio. There you go. Uh, And we have live music on every episode. Uh, So, yeah, I I was explaining to you, like, I have as many mics as we need running through my board out of stereo out into the live broadcast. Um, So it was a lot to negotiate, which is why I only did, you know, 20 episodes of it so far. Right. Um, producing it and keeping it going and finding trying to do stick to that format of like live music, music that I've recorded, good content, a lot of work, bro. our interview in one show. That is a little, lot of work, ambitious, but yeah, I, d- I do think that I have about 21 22 really good podcasts that have gotten really not much attention at all. Well, um, but I we're think we're gonna show, give
0: it some attention, we're gonna give it some attention.
1: It's called the final note and it's on youtube i guess it's on spotify okay. uh, there are ways to find it but youtube they're all on there maybe the final still works but i haven't done the show since like february but
0: everybody here give the final note a listen once yeah. again he said youtube spotify i'm I'm sure youtube everyone mostly goes to youtube
1: YouTube, the final note alex vincent it's it's all audio with the exception of the live music performances which i posted a video of each of them
0: boom that's dope that's dope alex thank you so much hang back after we're done because i'm going to talk to you about something but guys thank you for uh tuning in for the Alex
1: you're gonna give me the real Vegas pick once we go. <laughs> <the line>, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. mini yeah. Vegas is going to hook you up with some info, man. Yeah, okay. You know, I got the numbers for you. Gotcha. And, uh, but thank you, Alex, for being here with us, dude. I, I marked the fuck out the whole night. I kept my composure. All right. I, I remained calm. Yeah. But dude, he treated,
1: treated me like I'm a normal person, which I am.
0: Yes, Sometimes, You, are, you are a human being
1: yeah, It's I am. amazing. Yeah. You
0: know, but once again, thank you for your time. Uh, everyone that tuned in, thank you. Uh, we will tell you what's going on next week on pounding the meat, probably Monday. You know, you you, you
1: asked me if I wanted to be on pounding the meat, the podcast, and I didn't know if you were expecting me to go Aaron Carter on you guys (laughs) or
0: or what (laughs) pounding the meat. It is what it is, man. Mr. Alex Vincent. Thank you again. Thanks so much. much. Have a good night, everybody. Take care.